What's up, everybody? It's July 20th, 2018, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. I'm Bobby Shortle, and I'm here with Hugh Perry. Hello. We did it, Hugh. That was a weird hello. We did. It was a weird hello. We had uh, some struggles getting this going. Yep. In true Talking Games fashion, uh, (laughs) my internet wasn't working. Um, And literally, we said, okay, this was like a 540. We were like, okay, or 545. I was like, okay, it's not done in 20 minutes. Let's just call it. And then, like, I think it was like 605 when I texted you and said, it's back on. Um, I'm going to be your hero, baby. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we're here. It's a Friday. Um, Different day for us to be recording uh, because nobody could record yesterday. So we're recording today. um, And we are live streaming as our promise. Um, I'm going to actually jump in the, the chat while we're going here. We should probably change our um, overlay, really, because it says every Wednesday at 6 I know. I think we should stop specifying the time. It's. I think you're absolutely right. I think, it's a, <laughs> I think we're just dirty effing liars, I think is the yeah. real the real issue. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so video games, I have not been playing a lot of them, um, but I have been playing... Uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2 on the Xbox One console. Uh, I played three sessions of it, um, and I am enjoying it. It's very... If people don't know what Vermintide is, it's a... um, Thank you very much, Melissa. (laughs) Melissa says, hey, dudes, I have to run a bit for dinner time, but I wanted to see your pretty faces and show some love for the TC fam. We appreciate it, Melissa. Uh. Melissa. That's Melista. your new name. That's your new name now. Melissa Flockhart. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, so if people don't know what uh, Warhammer Vermintide is, um, it is a, I'm going to use another game to compare it, which is a inherently flawed way to explain something to someone. <laughs> uh, it is it is like uh, the Left 4 Dead games, uh, which is it is a four player cooperative game. Um, well, Left 4 Dead is a shooter. This is yeah, and a brawler, a melee-focused game that also yeah. has some shooting. It's based in a fantasy setting, so it's based in the not Warhammer 40k, which is like a sci-fi setting. This is based in like the sort of you know Lord of the Rings inspired, um, the thing that inspired all of Blizzard's catalog of fantasy um, stuff uh, yeah. universe. Because uh, if you look at the Warhammer universe and you compare it to the Blizzard. Both Warcraft and Starcraft, they're very similar. But uh, sure. so you basically have different classes. You know, you have like a, a an elf uh, who's more of like a ranged character. Um, you have you know a tank. You have damage dealers. You have magic players. You know, and there's like a human, a dwarf, uh, an elf, uh, a witch hunter, and I forgot what the. I forgot what the fire sorceresses sort of race is or whatever, but um, it, you basically go on missions with with people, um, and you're facing hordes of enemies. Um, and you're gonna completing objectives and going from place to place. It's, I would say, it's definitely not an open game. You're very much in a, in, in an area, then in the next area. But the areas that you're in are generally pretty. Um, nice little, like, arena-sized places so you can move around and you're not just sort of on one path. Um, And you have two attacks. You have a melee attack, and everyone has a melee attack. Everyone has a ranged attack. Uh, The ranged attack has um, 
ammo and, and ammo you have to pick up along the way to refill it obviously the the melee attack is is infinite and uh except interesting enough with the with the sorceress like the fire the the, the fire magic wielder you don't have a limit to how much magic you can throw but you have uh, like a cooldown meter and if you go above a certain uh threshold using the magic too repeatedly you start taking damage um and, and you have to vent basically the your heat in order to in order to uh keep going and not and not take damage but you can One would assume via your anus yes exactly i mean she just puts her hands up hand up in the air and it vents out but you know who knows i can't see the character so it could be coming from the anus up the arm and just you know that's that's how they presents it um <laughs> uh thank you very much megs for the subscription um a tier a tier one sub and she's subscribed for 12 months in a row what a what a boss megs is an mvp thank you so much megs um so yeah so it's 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 interesting it's it's not an easy game. Like we're, I, we, me and Andy and Justin were playing on Recruit, uh, and it, it was tough. It was, I will say, it's the first night I played it was just Andy and I, and we they match you with bots automatically. You always have four people, and then people can join your game sort of dynamically. So um, we would start a game, and people who were like looking for random games would end up in our in our, in our game. Um, but still, like we would, we got to the last like bit of this first mission twice and 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 lost um so even on like the easiest difficulty it's not a complete cakewalk um i mean just Hugh, have you played any of it yet i've only played the um like prologue which is mm. kind of like the tutorial part of it yes um yes. i had confirmed it because basically um i think i played that while it was like still downloading um and then I think I just entirely forgot that it was on my Xbox, um, <laughs> mainly because I, I've been sidetracked by Warframe, which we'll uh, okay. get to shortly. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, but no, it, it felt like a really fun game. Like I love the um, like the the characters seem to have a lot of personality about them, um, so that was pretty cool. And they're all sort of like your typical sort. Of like this is the one guy who sort of like talks like this and stuff like that. <laughs> Which made me chuckle. Um, but yeah, it seems like a quite a cool game. Like, it's a bit different to... Like, there's not many games of that type around. Um, and I did I did used to really like Left 4 Dead. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely have to... I'm, I'll get into it over the weekend. And um, hopefully at some point I'll be able to play, play some Wii U. Yeah, absolutely. The, the cool thing about it is I will see you mentioned, like, the accents and the, and the, and that stuff. I find that stuff to be uh, one of the cooler things about the game because it brings everyone has sort of a personality and the characters you don't control what the characters say at any point but they all kind of play off each other and they all have relationships um as well as just like calling out like hey i found a potion here and 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 the fact that they take it away from you having to hit a button to do it i think is really helpful when you're playing with random people. Um, And there are even certain, certain perks you can get where you can, if you find something, it'll mark it on the map for, 
um, for the people in your party and stuff like that. And and it's cool. It seems like it has a chance to be very dynamic because there seems to be a, a rather large skill tree. There's a lot of unlike Left 4 Dead. There's a lot of there's persistent character level and there's loot in this game. So you're leveling up the characters that you're playing and and you're getting their power up and you're able to, you know, take on harder missions as you go along. It's not just a kind of you're this character and until you get better at this game, you know, you you're not going to you're not going to progress. Um yeah. it seems like you can actually there's like a ramp to it, which is nice. Of course there are like loot boxes and stuff in it as well. Of course. Um cuz it's 2018 and it's a video game. Yeah. Um uh, it run it's run it runs well on the Xbox One. I'll I'll say I'll say the the one thing about it that is, I think, disappointing and a little bit, um, too old school for its own good, is that if the host of the game gets disconnected for any reason, it drops the entire it it ends the uh, entire so session. Peer to peer. It's peer to peer, and it and it, and not just peer to peer. It has no sort of like dynamic like. Oh, the host drops. So let's. Host, yeah. It doesn't switch hosts, and if yeah. you and, and if you lose connection like that, you don't get any XP. You don't get any loot. You don't get any benefits. It's like you never played, and you can. And these things, these are like long. They can be long matches, so you can you know you can have played um, for twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, and then if you drop at the end, that's it. You don't get anything for it. Oh fuck that. Which is that is nah. that and that happened to Andy and I our first match, um, which was which was like pretty disappointing and shitty. Um, so that that is a strike against it for sure. Um, I was talking with Justin about it, um, you know, via text, and he was saying he enjoyed it. He doesn't he's not really in, he doesn't really love like first person melee combat. So that that's kind of a drawback for him. And he, he said it, it mainly won made him play left for dead and i said well it's been a long time since left for dead and there's not like unless you're gonna play it on pc there's not like a good modern way to play left for dead right now didn't he play uh, a lot of dying light though yeah but i guess it's i guess it's this combat system he doesn't love this yeah. this first person melee combat mm-hmm. system um and the other part of it was and I, and I said what maybe it made me excited about was we tried playing pay day that's what that game's called right Yes, which is that game is similar. It's it's a four player, like cooperative against AI ob- objective based shooter thing, um, and for me it's like I, I don't I'm not as interested in hey let's do crime as hey let's kill like zombies and rat monsters or let's kill you know so I'm excited for that GTFO game which has like a horrible name as a terrible name mm-hmm. but. The idea of it, which is one of these games, it's a four-player cooperative objective-based shooter, um, which is almost like an unlicensed Aliens game is what it, is, it seems like. Uh, it seems very cool to me, and I'm excited to try that out because I do like this style of game. Um, and this game has its merits, I think, definitely. I just It has a little bit of rough around the edges that I, I think could turn people off playing yeah. it. Speaking of Aliens games, did you see about that... Um thing about the glitches with the colonial marines yes game. i did see that and which how is it got, so ridiculous how it got fixed yeah. one one single letter mm-hmm. in the game's code and someone who was like data mining or something in the game went hang on a second this looks like it's out of place changed it to what they thought it should be and like nyan fixed like all like the gl- the worst glitches in the game yeah <laughs> it's just like that makes you realize how 
like ridiculously um temperamental making a video game can be it's like fortnite released that um i think it was playground mode or something yeah, like the that play- yeah the playground and mode. it broke the fucking like the whole game like mm-hmm. battle royale like it just screwed it and they were like oh shit pulled it off and everybody like typical like fanboys on on the internet just <laughs> raging like you fucking idiots you've you fucking promised me this and and it's like <laughs> honestly right if somebody had written like maybe one line of code wrong or something like that and they put the game out that's that's how easy it is to completely like annihilate a video game yeah if you don't know the aliens colonial marines thing so the aliens colonial marines was a first person shooter that came out um i don't know what was what, where did it come, when did it come out i'm looking at it right now 2013 2013 you know five years ago for the ps3 xbox um 360 and uh pc and it was one of these games that was like a huge disappointment a and b was one of those games where that what they showed of the game was not at all what the actual released version of the game looked like so it had a lot of it had a lot of controversy around it this thing that he was talking about is there's an INI file on the PC version. It's This is not even, like, the code of... This is not even, like, deep code in the game. It's not like somebody broke into the game and was was reverse-engineering code. An INI file on a PC game is something you can edit, like, yourself. You, you can go into it on your PC and edit it. And they misspelled the word tether um, for the, the xenomorphs, uh, which caused them to not tether to certain parts of the environment and not sort of like tether to certain behaviors, um, and it made them really stupid and and kind of there was a lot of gifts and clips that came out around the time where Xenomorphs would just like kind of stand there and like look at people walk by them, um, <laughs> and this apparently fixes some of, some of that stuff. Um, it's just nuts. Um, it, it's nuts because you would have think that like they they must have known, but they must have just not wanted to fix it you know well it's also crazy apparently there's like a huge community of not huge but there's a community of people that are modding or continually trying to mod alien colonial marines to make it the game that they like showed way back um yeah which is crazy so Hugh, you're playing something that i'm very very interested in you're playing mm-hmm. some warframe i am uh, yeah um i think if I remember right, Warframe was like... I think it came out when the, P- the PS4 launched, didn't it? It did, because I downloaded it the day I got my PS4. Yeah. Booted and it I- up, played it for 15 minutes, and went, I don't know about this, and then just like never turned it on again. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I can remember a few people whose sort of opinions I trust on video games playing it and just being like, yeah, not that this game isn't particularly great. It's buggy, it's, you know... It's. I, th- I think at the time it was. I think, if I'm not mistaken, maybe PvP only, or it was heavily PvP at least anyway. And at the time, I was just like, nope, no way, no way at all. Um, and then I think there was an article came out um, last week, week before, where um, it was basically. I think the title of the article was something like um, how. Warframe quietly became the best free-to-play game on PC or something like that. And I was like, you know what? I've heard like a lot of good things about this game recently, so screw it. I'm going to give it a go. So I downloaded it. 
and it's a it's a hefty download for a free game it's like near 50 gig i was like holy shit um but then when you sort of get into the game you can see why because there's a lot of levels in it and there's a lot of planets you can go to um and i'm having i'm having a good time with it um it's it bears all the hallmarks of a free-to-play game which is fine you know it's there's a lot of um different resources in the game and when it comes to sort of um crafting things it's kind of like you need you know this orb thing that's only available from this one tree on this street in this town at this specific time of day in this 10 second time frame um in winter um <laughs> so it, it it's kind of like that where it's it's very sort of does that and then it goes but you know if you have platinum which is the paid in-game currency you can get it now and then you can craft this mm-hmm. one part of a new frame for yourself but hey you'll still need to craft the helmet and the systems for the thing and the legs and the arms and the cup to protect your testicles and so on and so forth um but that aside which i I don't hold that against it because it's a (laughs) free-to-play game um it's it's damn good fun like the movement in that game is really really cool like you can like bound around the map really fun like you can as with a lot of games like that clicking the left stick and it makes you sprint if you press r1 you slide and if you press x you jump and you can just do this really cool move where you're sprinting go into a slide and you can jump out of it and you can just like go like crazy and then if you press like the melee attack button you can do like combine all of those things and sort of figuring out different ways that you can attack people um is really cool like there's this really fun mechanic where um if you're um like hip firing at enemies um and you jump you kind of like dive while firing um and then there's also this cool mechanic where if you jump and then ads like time slows down um so that's really cool like you can feel like a real badass if you just sort of jump down from somewhere and slowly like aim at somebody's head and just shoot them um and there's some really cool weapons in it as well like i've been using um there's a really cool um bow and arrow that i got from the start of the game like i got a lot of stuff like a couple of um extra frames um which is basically your armor um and each armor has different um abilities um from twitch prime so i already had like some things that i could sort of switch between to try out um and like some of the abilities on the frames are really cool like you as you level them up you equip um new abilities for the frames um and you you level up pretty fast it's not as if it's like a really sort of elongated process um like the frame i started with which is called the excalibur um i've already got it to like max level and as you level up you can um apply more and more mods to it so you expand your health pool how much damage of certain types you do you can add like elemental damage um and there's just like some of the abilities are really cool like it's got um on r1 you've got um like your sort of special abilities um but then if you hold r1 and press like 
one of the main buttons like x square circle triangle it does a different ability so there's really cool one where um like you just smash your sword down into the ground it just sends like this shockwave out and just kills everything like in a certain radius around you there's another one where um i think it's called radial slash or something like that and you literally just like bounce between enemies just hacking them up and like one hit killing them um and it's just like it's just a fun like it's got a very sort of grindy loop but the gameplay is so fun and it's really like really good fun to play with a friend as well um the like it kind of rescues it for becoming just sort of like a bit of a dull grind because it is so fun to play now um, the loop here like the loop of the game I, what i hear is it's sort of like for lack of a better term like a destiny type of loot yeah. shooter type game is that really what it is similar yeah i mean um basically as you go through the missions um basically you start off um on earth um and each planet has um uh sort of teleporters that go to other planets so basically you look at the teleporter and there'll be a list of objectives that you need to complete to be able to go to that um that transporter thing um and you have to defeat an enemy which so far the the enemies that i've done those things have been fairly simple and then you unlock like you can transport then to another planet and they're all sort of linked via this transport system um but yeah it is a very sort of destiny type thing that is a good comparison um like i said the the majority of the drops you get while you're in missions uh, like general missions um you get um just sort of mods that drop for you so things that you can attach to your warframe um to sort of, like i said to upgrade your ability so you can upgrade your right. health pool yeah. your armor how fast your shield generates um you can apply certain elemental damage so different enemies have different uh weaknesses so, you know, typical RPG type style stuff. And right. as you go into a mission, it'll tell you what enemies you're up against. So you'll know what they're weak against. So you can switch your mods out. Um, right. And it's pretty cool because it allows you three loadouts of mods. So you can just have like one for one certain type of enemy. Once, you know, you can have three and then just switch between them. You're not sort of like unslotting them and putting them mm -hmm. back in. So that's, that's pretty handy. Um, Alejandro says that it still takes days to craft certain items yes it does um mm -hmm. but you can't rush them if you use the in-game um currency um called platinum um but yeah i like it like for for a free game it's it's got there's a hell of a lot to do i think i've unlocked three planets so far and by the looks of it i think that's probably not like maybe like one eighth of the planets there are in the game yeah i would imagine because i mean they've they've done a lot of content additions to that game over mm -hmm. the years um that's one of the reasons i think people like it so much right is that because they yeah. just keep supporting it and keep and keep doing stuff with it mm. you know i you know it's 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 sneakily also like insanely popular right it's it's like the fifth or fourth most played game on Steam right now, mm -hmm. um, and they just announced the Switch version of, of the oh, game. 
Yeah, and it's being done by Panic Button, who made the Doom and Rocket League ports for the Switch, so it's good hands there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. it's fascinating to me because, like, I'm always intrigued by communities like this. It's the other reason why I want to try out like GTA Online because they're thing they're they there are they they are like things have been running for years and years and years that are insanely popular that like nobody talks about right like nobody talks about them yeah. um as far as like you know you don't read a lot of articles about them and like you know in 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 gaming press you don't hear a lot of podcasts talking about them I don't know a lot of anybody who really plays them like religiously you know at all so it's like but they have huge player bases and I'm just I'm just fascinated by by, by why that is um mm-hmm. um have you been I played like seven minutes of Hollow Knight on my Switch, and like that's all that I've played. So, have you have you played anything else? Um, I'm still like the last couple of shows I've been on. Um, I've mentioned that I've been sort of big back into um, the Division. Um, oh yes. This week they released another one of um, the Shields. Um, so if you don't know, um, the Shields are basically. Um, sort of multi-objective things where you can um once you finish completely the objectives you get the shield um and you get a patch um to put on your outfit but not only that um for every certain amount of shields you get will then unlock stuff for division two so there's different tiers so um Right now, with all of the shields that are available to you, you can unlock um, the first two. Um, and another one came out yesterday, um, which gets you started on the third tier. Um, and I think there's four tiers of rewards. I'm not... I think right now, they. I think they're all just cosmetics. Um, which is fine, because I guess you can't really sort of go into a new game... Um, yes, Megs, the division again. Um, you can't really go into a new game sort of giving people high end loot unless it, you know it's like stuff that they can use in the in the post end game or something like that. I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, but right now it's um all based around um this one game mode, which was one of the expansions called the Underground, and it's basically um procedurally generated levels um based sort of in the new york like subway system um and basically what you can do is up until it's got it's got its own leveling system so between levels one and 20 you can only have a one phase um mission which basically just means um once you've got to the end and defeated the name and enemy that's it um but there's modifiers that you can put on so there's one modifier that my friend and I were playing earlier on which called um kinetic armor so basically um where is this the the division is a cover based shooter um but if you've got the uh kinetic armor on it basically means that you take a hell of a lot less damage if you're running around so whilst you're moving, you can take shots and they don't do a huge amount of damage to you. But as soon as you stop, you take full damage. So it's there's a lot of modifiers that you mm. can do. There's another one. Which, That's cool. 
um there's another one which adds um like in the game there's different types of um um elemental ammo that you can put onto your gun for a short amount of time and there's one mod where you can have um it's purely shock ammo all of the time and um but if you fire your gun too much you end up shocking yourself so you have like this little bar that slowly fills up and if it fills up you end up sort of electrocuting yourself which leaves you open to attack um so yeah right now basically the objectives that you need to complete are 10 phases so i.e 10 levels of underground um hit level 10 which is fairly easy really because you level up fairly fast um and because it's post end game content if you and your friend are playing you can generally sort of play on one of the more difficult difficult mm. levels and you know level up get more xp um and then the the trickiest one is you have to defeat these 10 of these enemies called hunters um now hunters are basically um these like ridiculously they're like top level enemies and they have all of the skill sets of every type of enemy in the game so they can heal themselves they can do fire damage to you they can shock you um but the other thing they can do is if you let them get too close to you um they can basically like um as with a lot of multiplayer games in a division if your health bar is de depleted as long as you're playing with a friend you go to a downed state and then you have like a time of the countdown and they can revive you um but these enemies will literally just stab you put you into the down state and then they will stab you again and finish you off which at that point you're still revivable but it takes 20 seconds um so you have to kill 10 of those enemies but they don't always spawn um so it's basically you have to just keep trying and and doing them so then once you've done those three things you unlock the shield you unlock this loot for division two and a snazzy little patch for your for your coat in the game <laughs> um but there's just like it's that game has come on leaps and bounds since it's the perfect example of like ubisoft doing what ubisoft does best and like building on like a game um after its release um and there's so much to do in that there's so many different game modes um that you can just switch between and it's it's tough to like get bored of that game now because there's just so much to do um so i'm i'm really digging it and if like i said if if you've i said before if you've got xbox and and you've got um game pass then give it give it a go um because i th i think the season pass is fairly cheap as well it's only like 10 pounds over here so you could easily just get it on game pass by the game the the season pass and you'll have all the content available to you but i I've... i tried i tried to play it and the same issue i ran into when i tried to play it the last time happened which i was playing alone and i got into a situation where i just I kept like dying in this one mission because I I would get overrun with guys and I just I would I would die, mm -hmm. and then it just like okay we're gonna respawn you back at the like base and then you gotta run over again to the place yeah. I went in and again and I died and I, and I was just like I'm just gonna wait for the division two I can't <laughs> I just I'm too far behind at yeah. this point like the game's coming out in a couple of months like I just 
Like, I'll just wait until Division 2 comes out. Because you're not the only person who got back into it. A lot of people got back into it in the last, like, the last couple, like, last month or so. And I wanted to be there, but I was just like, I can't, I just, I never got into it in the first place. So I was just so yeah. far behind. It's a shame because um, there is kind of like, if you've got friends who want to play it and you've got a high level character, there is a way that you can basically cheese getting your friend to a high level. So you can basically say, for example, um, like I've got a level 30 character who's like two, eight, seven gear score, like fairly like pretty well kitted out um so i could bring you into my game and basically tell you to sit in the corner right yeah away from enemies whilst like me and somebody else like take them all out because you don't have to kill enemies um physically yourself to get the xp for it so you'll basically sit there and your xp bar will just fill up and you'll level up like crazy I used to do that in Borderlands with people. I used to yeah. like bring them into my game and then just like level them up by by doing that stuff. Mm. Um, and we're talking about Ubisoft, so I just want to talk. I, we want, we'll talk about this news story that you posted, Hugh, mm-hmm. in, in in our chat, which is that. Um, and it, excuse, I'm gonna I'm going to use the language of the person who tweeted at Ubisoft. Um, so excuse my language. Uh, he said, um, <laughs> I don't know, I'm not even going to say the, the word they got banned for, but says, fuck you guys. I just got banned for saying the N word in chat. Um, and the Ubisoft account simply tweeted back. <laughs> Good. That's all they tweeted back at the person. I fucking love that. Uh, yeah. Um, so, um, Basically, Rainbow Six Siege has instituted a no tolerance, immediate automatic ban policy for any homophobic or racist language um, in chat, um, and the the bans are coming out fast and furious because you can see how the angry people who are like you know, um, who who uh, who are tweeting at them and trying to get their goat about it, um, and you know. It's just it's it's great that they're doing it. A because there is a lot of opportunity for toxicity in the Rainbow Six Siege sort of format. Yes, and you, you see it like playing just for a moment. You can see it even uh, even without being in chat. You, you there is opportunity to be shitty as a person in that game. Um, so the fact that they crack down on it is 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 very good, and, and it's heartening to see a company react this way in the face of that um, because. You can definitely see a reality where the company would be like, "Oh, we're so sorry, we didn't want that to happen," and then like get rid of it. So I'm very happy that that's that was the result. Yeah, and I so I think it's it's long overdue, really, because um, and I do like how they're um, being savvy enough to actually implement the system to include like the. Um, shitty variations of bad words that people will use to try and Mm -hmm. get around being detected um like (laughs) it's pathetic really like if you're that if why are you so determined to use such an offensive word like what what is the mindset (laughs) there like what why do you need to do that and i i i think it's um you know, it's great to see somebody sort of 
planting their foot and saying, right, you know, this is it. And I think basically there's like, um, if you get banned three times, I think the third time is an indefinite ban and they will, they investigate you mm-hmm. and you could, it could literally lead to you being banned from that game for life. Um, and I've seen, I saw numerous people just like, no, no, you can't, you can't do that. That, that we, we pay for those games. And it's like, no, when you play an online game, you sign up to a terms of service. Like, <laughs> yeah. You may, you may, like everybody else, when they sign up to things, not read the terms of fucking service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're there. You would have mm-hmm. ticked the box where you say, I mm. agree to the terms of service for this game. Yeah. Um, so legally speaking, you haven't got a pot to piss in, my friend. <laughs> um, so, no, it's it's good. And it's high time that, like, um, that a company is doing this. Like, I would love to see this sort of rolled out everywhere and i don't know how they would implement it um like with voice chat i'm not sure how you could do that yeah um, probably not that's it. i think with voice chat it has to be a, like an on person has to get reported type of thing I, w- yeah. I would assume which is still which is which sucks but there's not a lot you can do about that i mean people are going to be dicks um in that respect but yeah. like i would love to see like you know um like I've not played much of Overwatch on PC, but um, the little I have played of it is people are like assholes um, in the tech chat. Like they, mm-hmm. they, you know, I, I didn't, I haven't seen any racism in there, but like just people just hurling abuse at each other mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's one thing I will say for Warframe actually is it's one of the few games on PlayStation that I've played that has in-game text chat. And I have not seen any toxicity at all in the tech chat in that game. And in fact, there's a few times where I actually um, went into the tech chat because I was like, I don't know where, like how I, what I need to do to get this resource or whatever. And I actually right. just posted in there and loads of people straight away were just like, yep, just go to this planet, do these missions. You might have to, um, grind them to get this thing to drop but this is what you need to do and then uh, on top of that people were like do you want us to help you do you want you know do you want us to run missions with you and stuff like that so there seems to be a really like cool community from my little um um, experience with warframe but you know it's it's high time that actually like things got a bit more or well things got strict with games because there's there's no need for it like you know people get pissed off when they're playing video games that's fine like i get annoyed when i'm playing video games at times i got i get infuriated at times when i'm playing overwatch but i'm not gonna like take out my keyboard and just start typing racial epithets of people and just sending them because (laughs) they don't fucking get on the payload i'll just spam thanks in the in-game chat wheel ironically and then go and make myself a cup of tea so <laughs> yeah that's how that's how i roll which is, which is... um so uh quickly uh the calling 2 which is a battle royale game um has been pulled from steam indefinitely um and it's not for uh, the usual reason a game gets pulled from a service 
There was nothing broken about it. There was nothing offensive about it. It was the fact that the player count was in the single digits across all platforms that it was on. Um, and the reaction from the the community, the calling, if people don't know, the calling was a Battle Royale, Hunger Games-ish style game before, you know, H1Z1 and PUBG and Fortnite blew up the genre much bigger. Um, it was more crafting-based. It was more melee-focused-based. Um, and it had a, a pretty dedicated community. It was a fairly successful game. But going off of seeing what how successful these other games were, they really jumped on it and made a H1Z1 PUBG-style game. And the fans of the original Culling kind of revolted against it. Like the the reviews are like at fourteen percent or something on on Steam. Um, nobody is playing it at all, um, and it's just dead. It's like all of a sudden dead. And, and now they're going back and going to develop more and work more on the first Culling, which is kind of like a crazy. A crazy thing. Um, you know, I feel bad for the developer um, because this could mean a lot of people losing their jobs. This is like real people who worked on a game and now like are yeah, like, oh loss my of god, what's gonna happen? Is... Yes, what, what's gonna happen? Really um, it's so it's it's kind of scary uh, for that matter. But the novelty of it is also kind of interesting because like this just doesn't happen. No. Like it, like this was not an early access game. This was just a hey, this game is out, and it just tanked so badly they took it off sale. Which they must be thinking like, okay, hearts and minds wise, we just need to tell the calling community we're not going to. This is not the direction we're going anymore. We're going back to where we came from. Please don't hate us anymore. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, re- I was reading and art- I've read a few articles about it because, like you say, it's just like uh, it, uh, morbidly fascinating, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, and I was just reading about, um, like, this one journalist said he was playing it um, and he said there was, I think, six people in his game and he mm-hmm. said four of... He, he won it. Four, four of them were um, AFK... <laughs> and and the other one he said was almost as if they were just co- sort of running around to have a look at what the deal was with the map and they weren't really paying much attention so he <laughs> said he said the match lasted about like 10 minutes um and it was just like dreadful he said it was like just it was just barren like there was just nobody around it's such a such an odd like I don't think I've ever seen anything like this happen. Like I've seen games get pulled from sale before, like Arkham Knight, the PC part of that, um, got pulled from sale, but that was for entirely different reasons. Like that game was just a mess. Yeah. Yes. But I've never seen a game pulled from sale before because nobody's playing it. It's just like like you say, I feel it must be so disheartening for the developers of it because to, to, to you know put so much time and effort into something and for it to be so like cruelly just flushed down the pan like that is just it's so sad it is it it, it completely is um it's crazy so i want to talk about something that's actually not on our list and i, I kind of want to maybe 
close out with a discussion about this. Okay. Um, this Guild Wars, Guild Wars Two stuff that happened. It happened a couple weeks ago now, but we, I don't think, have recorded a regular podcast since it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it quick to check to catch people up very quickly. Uh, Arena Net is the developer of Guild Wars Two. One of their developers, Jessica Price, on the Fourth of July holiday, tweeted out a tweet thread about. Um, why it's difficult to write narrative design and dialogue for MMOs or, you know, branching path type of player story oriented games. And um, she got back in response. Basically someone who was a partner streamer for arena net responded back and um, said, basically said like, well, why don't you try this? basically um and she kind of said um she said today in being a female game dev allow me a person who does not work with you explain to you how to do your job um and then she said um she basically said that she quoted his tweet and said based on the next random asshat who tells me i do my job i'm done basically is what she said mm. um this started off a sort of firestorm in the, I will call it, um, shithouse of gamer fandom, um, who like to take anything that a, a woman in the game industry says and turn it into um, the end of the world. So basically, in a very short period of time, um, created a sort of like online firestorm with in the same sort of messaging and uh, delivery system that Gamergate delivered a lot of their messaging. Um, and by the next day she was fired for it. And the statement from the arena net CEO was essentially, was essentially, Oh my God, we love our community. This does not reflect who we are. Please, please, please do not be mad at us. Here is the head of this developer on a pike for you to like as tribute. So you do not revolt against our game. Um, so she got fired and a male colleague of her colleague of hers also got fired for essentially standing up for her saying, Hey guys, I'm a male developer. I don't get nearly as much shit as she does. Like she's on a holiday can you please guys just back off is essentially what he said. He also got fired. Um, and it's kind of set off a uh, storm, right? Of, of, of backlash from the development community, which is like, a, like this is, first of all, let's just, let's take it out of game development. This is a terrible way to run a company. Mm-hmm. If your employees cannot trust that you have their back, um, to at least have a discussion about things that go wrong, then you've lost the faith of everyone who works for you. Um, B, it gives power and credence to a style of online um, hate mob and gives them a power that they don't deserve and is very, very dangerous to give to them. Because 
and and in the follow to this immediately companies saw similar campaigns being levied against employees to try to get them fired because people are now emboldened um and i i don't want to get into a complex political discussion about the current state of our world in general but a lot of what you can see from from this stuff started in gamergate and was used very strongly in 2016 um and is now sort of just the way things are and it's relatively not relatively it's completely unacceptable and the fact that a company would just be like, just roll over like this is sickening to me. It's absolutely sickening and forget. And I want to divorce myself from like, first of all, what she said was like, not, not even like remotely offensive. It was, it was, it was a little bit combative with this person. Absolutely. Um, I, as a straight white man cannot, cannot imagine the amount of shit she probably gets on a daily basis for everything she writes. And I can imagine this was just a straw that broke the camel's back. And she was just like, even if it was that, it's not even a big outburst, right? It's not even like a, Oh fuck you. Like you're, you know, it was just, it was just sort of like letting off a little steam. And look, I can, I can imagine in a, in, in a sane world them saying, Calling her into the office on the, the, the day they got back to work and said, "Hey, we got to talk about like the way we approach community members on Twitter. We probably don't want to engage with them this way. Let's try to figure out a way to like work better with this stuff." Yeah. Instead, instead, her head is given on a on a pike, and it and it but it did leave people questioning like, okay, like we have to talk to our employers about like what are the social media guidelines for how we behave ourselves and like what were we supposed to do because a lot of these people do this as a benefit to their game to try to her thing was to try to engage people to be more interested in the thing that she did right um and it completely like just backfired and and blew up in her face and it's it's pretty like disgusting and yeah and and terrible i think these days like companies in general should have a duty of care to their employees but in a industry such as video games um and even sort of like comics we're seeing a hell of a lot of shit on that thing now yes um but we won't even get into that um like look after the fucking people who work for you like and especially in an industry such as video games where there's so much like rampant sexism like you have to understand that there comes a time when somebody who gets the same shit all day every day is going to snap back and like you say Bobby it's not as if what she said was particularly bad like she didn't like call him any names she did she didn't insult him or anything she didn't like she wasn't offensive she was just sarcastic and Mm -hmm. like facetious i suppose you could Mm -hmm. say and just basically was just like oh here we go again with another man telling a woman in the industry Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. how to do a job 
Um, and like, which to me, like, all right, when, when you work in an industry like that, you're, you're kind of always on the clock. And if you're interacting with the people who are members of your community, then you, you do need to watch your P's and Q's. But that doesn't need to say that people have to put up with that stuff. And like you say, it should have been like they should have come out and said to that community member because um, am I under the impression that this person was sort of like you know kind of like a partner for the game, like somebody? Who yeah, he's a streaming it. partner for the game. And and the thing is, from what I can tell, it wasn't even him who was like, yo, fuck this person. Like, he, he wasn't the one, like, leading the campaign. It was this group of people who want to pounce on things like this, who, who do targeted harassment campaigns that, that they created this firestorm. Yeah. Um, the, that was the thing. They also need to understand the fact that, like, that, that community member, his success rides purely on the fact of the goodwill that he's being given by the people who make that game. Mm. Like they're basically saying here's all this stuff for this game. They probably he probably gets all of the stuff for free, you know, whatever in-game stuff that comes out, he probably gets it straight away, probably even early. Um and, you know, that guy probably builds is built or has built a career on the back of um, playing that game and helping promote it. So they need to understand the fact that that person needs that game more than the game needs that person. They can, they can find somebody else to help promote that game. And I think the company should have come out and just said behind closed doors to that, that community member, look, you don't question our developers, whether they're male or female. Like you do not question what what we're doing. Uh, like we appreciate what you do for the game, but you you do not like humiliate somebody publicly like that. And yeah, then I mean, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then go to the employee and say, right, you know, we understand why you said what you said, but you know, can we? keep a lid on it in future type thing so they, there was this a massive number of ways that this could be dealt with and firing them as far as i'm concerned like i don't to me as far as i'm concerned i i think they've got some sort of grounds for legal recourse because they could easily i you know i don't know what the the terms of employment are at those companies but they could easily you know, go to a lawyer and say, look, we think we've been unfairly dismissed here and they could, you know, sue them for every penny they're worth, in theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Melissa says, a company that doesn't support and protect its employees from abuse will lose them. A company doesn't exist without employees. People will learn who not to work for. That's absolutely right. I mean, I the worry, right, is that it's, it's just a symptom of a larger... Well, it is a symptom of a larger problem. I, we can't even mm -hmm. like pretend that it's not at this point. Um, and that sort of... 
I didn't know if we were going to bring this up, but l- l- let's talk about it, I guess. Um, <laughs> James Gunn was fired today from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 for offensive tweets that he sent um, 2008, 2009, were the tweets in particular that were pointed out. They were tweets about pedophilia and tweets about rape. They were offensive and disgusting yeah. tweets and, and I, I think there were tweets as recently as like 2012 2013 so there was a, a lot of like a big broad spectrum of time where yes but the ones that were that were like the focus of this particular like evidence against him thing were these specific tweets yeah. from 2008 and 2009 um and this is where i, I don't want to get into talking about like Oh, like the merits of what he said and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Cause what he said was disgusting. Um, he himself has admitted that it was disgusting. He publicly, uh, he publicly apologized for this in, I think 2013 or something like that. Like he, um, and, and in the firing took things about as well and about as classly as you can possibly imagine today, kind of being like, I'm not going to fight the decision. I I will go with him. The decision. This is kind of to give context to what these tweets were. This is who I used to be. This is who I'm trying to be, et cetera, et cetera. My problem is, is here's a couple things that are, that are, that I, that are very circumspect about the situation, right? James Gunn wrote these things on a public website that is that 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 um is readily available to all employers and people who want to read it in 2008 2009 these things he was hired by disney to direct guardians of the galaxy in 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 what 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 year, what year was he hired by by 2013, disney 2013 so uh, this stuff was out there already so the reaction by disney to be like, oh, these things that have come up on his Twitter account, they don't reflect our values, and so we're going to let him go. That th- This may be true, but he did not write these things. This is not a, let's say, Roseanne situation, where she's writing these things while she's employed by this company, right? Um, B... The Daily Caller is a right-wing troll machine. Okay, it's it's not a it's not a publication with a lot of clout and a lot of integrity, and the same type of targeted harassment campaign that went on with this these developers from ArenaNet happened to James Gunn, um, and that's why he got fired, right? And, and, and so my problem really is not the fact that James Gunn got fired. James Gunn will be fine, and he will make movies, and he will do fine. But the thing I the thing that I have a problem with is here's this person who has apologized for the things that he's done, is regretful of the things that he's done, has had a, a bunch of years of not doing anything, and I'll say things that he's done, things that he has said, and and a group of people who didn't like the fact that he was vocal vocal in his defiance of the current president of the United States and who was vocal in, 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 you know, speaking for policies that he thought were racist and misogynist and all this kind of stuff is, 
was run out of his job because these people didn't like him with a targeted hate mob. And it bothers me in my core that such disingenuous behavior can have an effect on someone's life in such a way. And for James Gunn, like I said, James Gunn's going to be fine. James Gunn has a lot of money, I'm sure, and he's going to be good. You know, but it ranges from someone like this this woman, Jessica Price, who works at ArenaNet, like, she was a developer. She was working, you know? Like, like this was her job, and it got taken away from her. Livelihood got taken away from her because a bunch of cranky white dudes, like, wanted her gone because they're angry and they are emboldened by the fact that one of their own is in, is in power. And it just makes me completely ill and sick um so that's how i feel about it yeah i mean it's i started reading about it this morning and i didn't entirely understand um what was going on and where it all started coming from um because face value to me, uh, like I never even heard of um, whatever it was that right wing, the Daily Caller, them, yeah. Um, I'd never even heard of them until you told me about them before mm-hmm. we started recording. Um, so I, I'm on Twitter this morning seeing all these things about James Gunn, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and I can see that these tweets are from you know five six years ago um just by looking at them and i I was looking at them thinking oh christ these are these are bad this is horrible stuff um and i was like this doesn't seem in any way reflective of like the james gunn i know like i know he used to like be over the top and sensationalist when he was doing the trauma stuff and stuff like that and you know, it was kind of sort of like be sensational and be a bit offensive and, you know, be crude and stuff like that. But um, I was just looking at it thinking this, it doesn't seem to fit. But then I was just like, okay, let, let's see where it goes type thing. You know, maybe Disney will put out a statement and say, yeah, we we agree that you know, these, what James Gunn has tweeted in the past is highly offensive and, you know, damn right repugnant. This doesn't sit with the values of Disney yet, however, you know, and then, you know, release a joint joint statement where James Gunn can say, look, yeah, I put those things out there. And I think he's, like, deleted his Twitter account now. And I think um, before he did, he put out, like, a series of tweets saying... "Yeah." Yes, I tweeted those things. Um, I left them there because um, I think he said something along the lines of like, um, "I'm not the type. I'm not going to delete the shitty stuff I did. I'm going to own it because that's who I was. But this is how I am now. Yeah. I did a lot of things out of anger back then, but now I'm trying to do things out of positivity." Um, and he apologized, you know, there was no sort of wishy-washy, like, I apologize if, and he was like, I apologize for saying those things. Um, and I was just like, 
there seems to be an era of inevitability about this, like something's going to fucking break. Um, mm. And I still didn't know where all this had come from. Um, and then it came out that he'd been fired. Um, and like after learning that this has been like a hatchet job, like that, that is really friggin' annoying. Like the guy hasn't been given a chance to say anything for himself and explain why you know what where he was in his life at that time where he is now apologize if he sees you know if he wants to um which like you say he already has once he did again today um and it's just like it's a just a hatchet job like it's they've set out to um see somebody who's vocal against somebody who is overtly right-wing and has people who rabidly support them and and he is vocal against them and they've obviously just set out they've just you know unleashed the hounds on him basically um and it it's worrying like for like not just from that that point of view in the the fact that those people set out to do it like you know the fact of the matter is right now there's a lot of shitty people in the world who are brainwashed have certain views and cannot be shaken from them mm-hmm. but the fact that disney have just gone yep you're done mate bye is just i i don't fully understand how they can so quickly just put the hammer down without there's no sort of there just seems to be no thought there they just sort of this is less than a 24 hour window really and they've just it's almost as if they came together this morning and just went have you seen this yeah all right fire him and that seems to be like how it went and it's like it's terrifying that this can happen to somebody and like i will say like the stuff he said was fucking disgusting. Like, um, joking in inverted commas about rape and doing stuff to kids. Um, like, the stuff he was posting was, like, gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a man who, at the time, um, like, I was on Twitter at, at that, at that time, and I, I'm a lot like I'm younger than him. I knew better at that point in my life that saying stuff like that was really, really wrong. And I'm not going to say that I'm not somebody who has hasn't, you know, has always been like um, blessed with tact, shall we say? Like I said to you before, Bobby, before we started, when I was in high school, I used to say things like I used to use the word. Like, I used to call people gay in the pejorative and stuff like that. And I look back at, like, the fact that I used to say that to people and I think, fuck, man, that, like, I don't like the fact that I used to do that. Um, but, like, I know I did it. I, I, I know I own up to it. I know it was horrible. I wasn't fully aware of that at the time, but that's no excuse. Like, I, but I've grown. Like, I now understand why that was offensive Mm -hmm. um but one thing i will say is the fact that 
at his state at that stage of his life he he was old enough to understand why what he was saying was offensive well, yeah, and of course i mean it's not like a thing where it's like oh th- there's th- that james got to understand what he was saying and i don't even think it's like we need to we need to litigate you know james gunn's state of mind or who he was at that point i think i think that plays into this whole like thing that's been created i just think that like the way in which he got fired and the way in which he disagreed with someone about trump's policies and this person used was was angry at him so he used this old stuff which has existed and been on public for for 10 years to get him fired um and that's the part that's scary to me and that mm, and the fact he can reach up to someone like james gunn is also terrifying right because if it can happen to james gunn who made two movies that made like a billion dollars each you know like it can happen to anybody Uh so it, it it's it's really it's really scary and 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 I just it just happened, so I figured we should definitely ring in about it. Um, uh, and we'll end the show on this really positive note, Hugh, about <laughs> about James Gunn. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow us at Talking Underscore Games on Twitter, Talking Games Videos on YouTube, and uh, Twitch.tv Twitch.tv slash Talking Games on on Twitch. Um, I'm at Bobby Shortle on Twitter, Hugh. I am at H underscore Paz. I do have one thing that we can finish off, which is positive, and that's okay. doing stuff for charity. Oh, yes, yes. Because charity is nice. Um, like we, ch- we like charities. They're good. Um, yes, I, I will go out on a limb and say yes. Uh-huh, charities uh-huh. are good. It, it's a bold statement to make, but um, charities are mm-hmm. nice. So, mm-hmm. basically, um, there is um, an Australian... Um, established organization called Checkpoint and um, their whole ethos is basically um, promoting um, mental health via video games and they're kind of doing um, I suppose you could call it sort of extra life for mental health Mm -hmm. um, in September and it's called Great Games Done Slow which I think is a great title because there's you know Games done quick, um, and the ethos of it is basically between the fifteenth and twenty-first of September this year. Um, they're just basically asking people to sign up and live stream and just help a raise money for mental well-being, um, which will go to. Um, I <laughs> just looked at Meg's comment straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Cobber. Um, she hates it when I say that. Um, and basically, like, you raise money to help Checkpoint further what they're doing um, to help with mental health through the medium of video games. And I, I personally, from experience... Um, can vouch for the fact that like they they video games do help with mental health but the whole they're asking people to basically do um like streams that are sort of aimed towards like you have to understand when you're streaming that someone who's struggling maybe if they've got a bit of anxiety or something that day can come and watch a stream 
and it'll help them make them feel better. Like you'll be positive, you'll be playing a game that's like chilled out, or you'll be playing a game that's not necessarily chilled out, but you're playing it in a chilled out way. Um, like it says, like playing um, like Overwatch, but only playing healers. So you're doing, mm. you know, nice things for your team and stuff like that. So um, I personally am aiming to stream, I think probably on the 20th or 21st of September. Um, I would stream on the weekend, but um, I'm going to be sunning myself in Portugal. Um, Very nice. Yes, which will be wonderful for my my mental health. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, um, I'll be posting more information about it as we get closer to it. I've got our page set up ready for it. Um, I'm yet to publish it, so we can't like um, take any donations or anything as yet. But once it goes live, we can. So it's not as if um, you can only donate on the day. Um, fingers crossed. Um, some like other members of the team may do streams um, throughout the thing. But I'm gonna try and find out if we can, if I can do a stream outside of the window that they've set up because like i said i'm the, sure i'm sure the you window can. it the window in which it starts like because i think you can already donate if you if your page is live uh, um, i would say the 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 charity things usually are pretty lax about when you can actually do it they don't they just want you to do it <laughs> yeah exactly so um i'm just gonna double check and i think maybe what i'll do is um i'll do one stream during the week and then i'll do a stream on the weekend so you know um more people will be around to watch and i can stream for a bit longer um Mm. so yeah it's for a great cause um and i think like one thing i would like to do is like i love doing extra life so this opportunity to do another sort of charity stream um is like i'm really excited about it like i've set as a goal of um a thousand dollars so technically speaking i think if everybody if on average everyone who listens to the podcast every week gave two dollars we would hit a thousand dollars i think (laughs) so easy if you're listening two two bucks no problem and you'll do a good thing for a good cause so yeah september um like i said I'll, i'll put more information out as i get things set up so cool yes i am going on holiday again deal with it <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for the talking games podcast for this week thank you hugh thank you bobby and thank you to all of you who are listening and watching until next time be good to one another <laughs>